FTC Minneapolis St. Paul FM 107.5 K298CO Minneapolis Intelligent Radio With SRN News, I'm Jeremy House in Washington. Top U.S. Health federal officials are looking to add a negative test along with the five-day isolation restrictions for asymptomatic Americans who catch the coronavirus. Also on SRNews.com, when it comes to foreign policy initiatives in 2022, President Biden has nowhere to go but up. That's the opinion of military affairs analyst, retired Lieutenant Colonel Robert McGinnis, who says an ongoing challenge for Mr. Biden is China and its campaign of human rights violations. And, of course, we have the human rights violations against the Uyghurs in the West. Uh, We have the ongoing uh, organs for sale, uh, torture, uh, dismantling of uh, Falun Gong uh, individuals across that country. That's widely reported. McGinnis spoke with the Salem Radio Network. This is SRN News. It's 2022, and this could be the year. This could be the year we finally get a handle on COVID. This could be the year we flip the house back red. And this could be the year Congress finally stops arguing and works together. But probably not. For what could be and what is in 2022, keep it right here. Happy New Year. AM 1280, The Patriot, Intelligent Intelligent Radio. You're listening to AM 1280, The Patriot. It's Intelligent Radio, and it's still sunny out there, but quite cold with a high around four. American Underdog, the Kurt Warner story, is in theaters now. To celebrate, we're giving away four packs of tickets so you can see the film with your family, plus a grand prize, all-inclusive getaway to Cancun, very special five-day, four-night stay. Register to win daily at am1280thepatriot.com. Portions of this program may have been pre-recorded. Stand by for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And go launch sequence. Engineering. Go flight. Master control. Go flight. Studio engineer. Go flight. We are go for launch in T-minus three, two, one. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM 1280 The Patriot Studios in Egan, here is the closer, Brad Carlson. AM 1280 The Patriot. It is the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Happy 2022 to everyone. You, your loved ones, your friends, acquaintances. Thank you as always for tuning into our broadcast today. Here to take your phone calls, 651-289-4488. That is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show for any comments or questions. And as always, we appreciate you tuning in. Uh, Mitch Berg has already done the first live broadcast here on these very airways, AM 1280 The Patriot. Yeah, he was in the, He was in yesterday, New Year's Day. Uh, technically a holiday, but uh, Mitch uh, doesn't take the New Year's holiday, apparently. Now, he was off, obviously, the Saturday before Christmas Day, but uh, given a radio addict and uh, professional that Mitch Berg is, uh, he wasn't going to take two Saturdays in a row off, despite the fact uh, his band, Elephant in the Room, had a gig Friday evening, and then he did, did a show Saturday afternoon, and then his band had another gig last evening. So uh, I have a feeling Mitch probably slept in. Maybe he's taking a nap right now. Who's to say? But uh, the consummate professional that he is, uh, he is soldiering on. So uh, hope, 
you all, again, had a very blessed New Year 2022. So that means we are a couple of months away from the Northern Alliance Radio Network celebrating 18 years on these very airwaves. Hard to believe, 18 years on AM 1280. And uh, lest we forget, our NARN colleague, King Banyan, has been over on our sister station, AM 1440, The Businessman, since late 2009. So the Northern Alliance Radio Network is spanning multiple Salem Twin Cities uh, signals. But regardless, uh, we hope that uh, you continue to come along for the ride in 2022. It's going to be interesting. It's a midterm election year. Uh, Right now looks good for Republicans, but uh, the caveat I always attach to it, never underestimate uh, Republicans' ability to screw things up, especially an opportunity to take over all of Congress and here in Minnesota in in particular. It's always the proverbial uh, Lucy pulling the football away just before Charlie Brown kicks it. That's what it's like being a Minnesota Republican, is being like Charlie Brown trying to kick the football. So, uh, But a lot to get to regarding 2022, obviously in the upcoming year, so we'll certainly take our opportunities to do that. I was thinking of kind of doing a year-in-review show, this entire show, but I think I'm going to hold off on that until the second hour. I'm going to do kind of a year-in-review Uh, in the second hour, specifically talking about stories involving the state of Minnesota, you know, whether it be the Twin Cities proper or outstate Minnesota. But I want to hear from you, the listeners. I want to hear from you all show, but particularly if you are here in Minnesota and you have an opinion on what you believe is the biggest news story to impact Minnesota in 2021, let us hear from you. 651-289-4488. Again, I'm going to save those for the second hour. But the first hour, I'm going to talk exclusively about, uh, well, what we've been talking about for basically two solid years now, Uh, the coronavirus. Of course, COVID-19 became a pandemic in uh, March, specifically mid-March of 2020. So again, in two months, we'll be celebrating 18 years of the Northern Alliance Radio Network, and in another couple of months, we'll be definitely not celebrating, but recognizing the fact that it will be two years of a of a global pandemic. Uh, yeah, this is um, this has been going raging on and on and on and still a lot to talk about, particularly this past week with the Omicron. Uh, I still I still can't say that right. Omicron variant. I'm getting it down, getting better. Omicron variant. I don't know how many more letters of the Greek alphabet are after Omicron, but uh uh, we can stop exhausting those uh, any time now. That is, that's for certain. But you think about it, as someone commemorated this uh, coronavirus, it was a couple of uh, couple of days ago. In fact, I'm trying to find. Yeah, so it was January first, 2020. So two years ago, yesterday, the Global Times News uh, indicated that they put out a story. And this is Chinese. This is China state-affiliated media, by the way, the Global Times. Um, yeah, you can find their Twitter feed at Global Times News. But the headline read: "Police in Central China's Wuhan arrested eight people, spreading rumors about local outbreak of unidentifiable pneumonia." Previous online posts said it was SARS. Okay, that was two years ago. Yesterday. Kind of a precursor of what was to come. Now, my wife is works in the science field, 
and she was paying rapt attention to this on Twitter. And she was following along, and there were videos that were being leaked from China that were eventually shut down by Chinese state-run media and the Chinese Communist Party. And she said, yeah, this is the one that's coming here. This is going to be the big one. Because we've endured you know, different uh, ailments and viruses before, whether it was SARS or the bird flu, avian flu, what have you, uh, multiple different strains, multiple different viruses, and, and everybody was speculating, this is going to be the big one, this is going to be the big one. And my wife is not a hyperbolic person, but when she said, yeah, this is coming here, we need to be ready, uh, that's where I really started to pay attention to it. So when it was finally declared a pandemic in mid-March of 2020, really didn't surprise me at all. Uh, so this is what we've been dealing with. Well, now what we have is this Omicron vi- variant. And what we've learned thus far is that this is a far more contagious strain of the virus where even if you're fully vaccinated, you know, double jab and boosted, the likelihood is pretty decent, pretty solid that you're going to get it. Now, I've, uh, you know, I fit into that category. I've got my first jab in April last year, first second jab the following month in May, and then I got boosted a few weeks ago. So I got the full protection from the initial strain as well as the Delta variant, which is still out there. But the Omicron is the dominant strain right now and that's good news and bad news the bad news of course is that it's so much more contagious than previous strains but the good news is it doesn't seem as deadly and it and i what was it i read 60 to 70 percent less likely to be hospitalized with omicron as opposed to delta so that's good news right so With that in mind, we're hearing all sorts of the media elites who basically said, if you didn't stay home, didn't stay isolated, didn't stay sequestered away from other people, that you were out to to kill grandma. You know, you need to you need to uh, stay home. It'll save lives. You know, we're in this together. And and I've, I've said ad nauseum, the people who were shouting loudest were in this together were those who didn't lose a thing, you know, particularly those in the government. They were still going to get paid. They were still going to have jobs. People in the media, you know, they could zoom in, what have you. That They're the ones that were all in this together. Yeah, because you didn't lose anything. Okay? But people who were wanting to go out and about weren't doing so because they were reckless. But it's like, hey, I got I got a family to support. I can't not work, you know. And, and we've been through all that. But... A lot of people were pigpiling upon MSNBC's Chris Hayes. Uh, you know, he's he's a far leftist. He's wrong about a lot because, well, he's a far left progressive. Okay, but on his program the other night, all in with Chris Hayes. Uh, this is cut number one. He had uh, some interesting comments uh, regarding this latest strain of COVID. And it caused a lot of righties to jump up and down and say, ah, see, we told you so, we told you so, we were saying this all along, welcome to the party, Chris Hayes. But um, Chris Hayes is correct in what he says here, but I don't believe he deserves the scorn from the right that he's been getting. So cut number one, Chris Hayes of MSNBC. Nearly 66% of the eligible population. 
That has transformed the risk level and experience of the pandemic for the vast majority of those people. And of course, there are still people, many people, millions who are immunocompromised or who are otherwise vulnerable due to age or medical conditions. But for the people who don't fall into that category, and we're talking about, you know, 150 million people, maybe or more, those people who are vaccinated, particularly those who are boosted, you know, the risk, the personal risk of, of being exposed to this went from something that we hadn't really dealt with specifically like this before in our lifetimes. We hadn't quite had an illness this infectious and this possible to cause serious illness to something that does look more like the flu. And the flu, of course, can still be dangerous, kills tens of thousands of Americans every year, but we don't orient our lives around the flu. So that's closer to the level of risk that, you know, 200 million Americans or less than that are now dealing with. And then when you add in the sheer exhaustion, many people feel, and I don't have to tell you this, I'm sure, because you're just feeling this yourself, many of you, with the lengths of this disruption in their lives, obviously the politics of the pandemic are just completely different than they were earlier in the pandemic. Okay. Uh, kudos to Chris Hayes, because he's exactly right. And again, a lot of people on the right, uh, and again, it's unfortunate that this, is, this pandemic was politicized. But it had a tendency to be a lot of people right of center who are skeptical of the vaccine, some even flat out vaccine hesitant, some even flat out anti-vax. OK, I don't think I, I mean, I've dealt with anti-vaxxers long before this pandemic and it never seemed to be along political lines. But it kind of seemed to, to draw out that way with this particular pandemic. But they're piling on them and say, oh, wow, see, see, we were saying, comparing to the flu all along, we say we should be able to assess our own risk. And now, look, Chris Hayes, welcome to the party. Now that this, this is more contagious and people like Chris Hayes and the elites are getting this, they're, they're, they're kind of seeing the light. Well, but facts are facts. If you were fully vaccinated, you were less likely to get the Delta variant. Okay, I mean, think about it. The vaccines started to be released to frontline workers, you know, essential workers, immunocompromised, the elderly at the end of 2020 and early 2021. It became available to those people. And they said these are the priority. And then they expanded the eligibility pool. And by the time I got my first shot in April, it was pretty much, okay, make an appointment at any of these locations, come on out and get it. And then by the summer of, uh, of 2021, they were paying, literally paying people. Different governments, you know, depending on the state, were literally paying people to go get your vaccination. Okay, and you know, I didn't want to wait it out that long. I mean, I'm 52 years old. I'm relatively healthy, but again, uh, I'm no spring chicken either, so I didn't want to risk it. So I went and got my jabs in uh, April and May, respectively. So, if you remember, by the summer of 2021, the pandemic was really waning, and it got to the point where some outlets were not even reporting covid data anymore because it was pretty much flattening out and and dissipating but then what happened the delta variant and the delta variant was contain a little bit more contagious than than the initial strain but it was more deadly but the problem but the the issue was those who got the, the were fully vaccinated they were seeing breakthrough cases but they weren't as severe as those who got the delta variant that were unvaccinated so there was a difference. And the Delta variant, when that came along, all of a sudden cases started to spike again, and then you had more hospitalizations, more deaths start to ramp up again in, in late summer into the fall. And that truly was a pandemic of the unvaccinated. But now that the Delta, that is not the predominant strain anymore. It's Omicron. 
And so the good news with that is that Omicron is not nearly as deadly as Delta. But if you're not vaccinated, you're still very vulnerable. So now it's to the point where if everybody's going to get it, even those who are fully vaccinated, but if you are fully vaccinated, symptoms are going to be pretty mild and it's likely you're not going to be hospitalized. Now it's to the point where I think we should be able to assess our own risk if we're vaccinated. And that's kind of that's kind of been my mentality. It's like, I'm fully vaccinated. I'm going to go do what I want to do. All right. Yeah, I'll adhere to the mask mandates on airplanes. OK, I'm not going to cause a scene like you see going on where people have to be physically removed from airplanes. I'm not going to cause a scene like that. It's ridiculous. It's not worth it, in my opinion. You, you, you know, you, you can call me a sheep, whatever you want. That's that's all fine and good. That's your opinion. But I think you have to pick your battles. But I've clearly picked my battles in that. If there are places, if there are parties, you know, private parties, public parties, where they tell me to wear wear a mask, a lot of times I'm just going to decline, say, no, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done with that. So definitely a lot more to talk to about Omicron. And here to take your phone calls as well, 651-289-4488. That is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show for any comments or questions. i got a few uh, other sound clips that I'm going to get to including from uh, CDC, the head of the CDC, Dr. Rochelle Walensky. And, of course, uh, Dr. Fauci, he's kind of the gift it keeps on giving, too, isn't he? We'll be back with more of those. And, again, take your phone calls and comments or questions. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. It's me, Brad Carlson. Happy 2022 to you all. Looking forward to a, uh, another great year of the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back in a moment. Sightseeing in Paris, at the mall in Bloomington, or on horseback in Dallas. We're where you are. Listen to AM 1280, The Patriot, at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Dr. Gorka here, and you know me. I am very cynical about products, especially those that claim to help people suffering from pain. So when I tell you that Relief Factor truly works, I want you to know that I mean it. I suffered from a stiff lower back for almost a decade, one so painful it made it difficult to kneel in church on Sundays. When I finally decided to give Relief Factor a try, I didn't ever imagine that I would find myself free of the pain. But that's what happened happened. Now I take Relief Factor every day. Almost 70% of the more than half a million people who have tried Relief Factor end up ordering more. That's because it works for them the way it worked for me. Isn't it time for you to get out of pain? Your first step to becoming pain-free should be to order the three-week quick start for the discounted price of only $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF to find out more about this offer. Feel the difference. Cultural Marxism is spreading like wildfire in America. It shows up in everything from critical race theory to the LGBT movement to cancel culture. But did you know that this so-called woke ideology is also flooding into the church? Decide not to be content with merely being a non-racist. Will you decide to make the shift to anti-racism? 
The brand new documentary, How the Left is Stealing Your Church, exposes the infiltration of Bible-believing churches and denominations by an anti-God, anti-gospel agenda. From George Soros giving money to Campus Crusade to the Southern Baptist Convention's recent flirtation with critical race theory, you will discover how this false ideology is being smuggled into the evangelical church and how the left is stealing your church. Stream it now for $9.99 or get the DVD for $12.99. Watch on your phone, tablet, or TV. Go to SalemNow.com or look for the Salem Now app. Did you know that the Patriot mobile app can do more than just stream your favorite shows? Here's cool feature number one. You can set an alarm on our app that will automatically start streaming the Patriot at whatever time you decide. It's easy. Just open the menu in the upper left-hand corner, select Alarm, and choose a time. You can set it to wake you up in the morning with Hugh Hewitt or any of your favorite hosts. Download the free AM 1280 The Patriot app today. GodTube.com. Inspiration, comedy, music, faith, and fun. Get the best of GodTube every morning and start your day with a smile. Great faith-based videos sent to your inbox daily when you subscribe at GodTube.com, a division of Salem Media Group. I walk alone right next to you. Hey, welcome back. AM twelve eight of the Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks always for tuning in. Here to take your call, 651-289-4488. That is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N show for any comments or questions. And as always, we appreciate you tuning in. I get this every time I talk about the, the COVID-19 vaccination vaccine. I always get people calling in, it's not a vaccine, it's a shot. Just like it's not a flu vaccine, it's a flu shot, whatever, semantics. Uh, they still call it a flu vaccine. So, but the bottom line is, is that, yeah, it doesn't completely eradicate the risk of catching something. That's pretty obvious because there's been a lot of what they call breakthrough COVID cases. Means it evades the vaccine. Yeah, right. Get it. But the uh, overall facts show that you are less likely to wind up hospitalized during the ICU and death goes down significantly. Chance of death goes down significantly if you get the shot vaccine whatever you want to call it just semantics so uh whatever but we uh we appreciate the uh, clarification nonetheless even though i was already well aware of that uh so we're talking about the omicron variant of covid and how this has been more contagious but hospitalizations and deaths or hospitalizations icu usage and deaths have not quite followed suit. Now, we're obviously, something to keep an eye on, but early indications are that hospitalizations are basically flattening out, despite the fact that there are more COVID cases. And, you know, there have been a lot of people who've been saying, why pay attention to cases as much? I mean, it was relevant before there was a vaccine or <clears throat> shot, you know, to make some people happy. <laughs> uh, sorry, folks, I'm going to use shot and vaccine interchangeably, like it or not. That was obviously a useful metric before the before the uh, the vaccine came to market. But now, with breakthrough cases and people being reinfected, I mean, not all cases are equal. I mean, they weren't really equal initially. I mean, it, it was more of 
a dire situation if, say, elderly or immunocompromised got COVID as opposed to a perfectly healthy human being. But again, before the vaccine, there was still risk, significant risk. Well, now with breakthrough cases and whatnot, definitely all cases are not created equal. So really the more useful metric is, okay, cases are one thing, but what about hospitalizations? What about ICU beds? What about deaths? That's that's the key metric here. And specifically COVID policies, because the problem is you have a lot of these elected officials who still want to implement the same sort of policies. You know, mask up all the time. Or, you know, some are going to insist, <clears throat> excuse me, is showing proof of vaccination in order to, you know, get into to, to public places, that sort of thing. And, you know, all this, it, it just, it doesn't really make a lot of sense. And like Chris Hayes said in that soundbite that I played in the initial segment, we don't reorient our lives around the flu. Now, if you've got symptoms of the flu, well, goodness sakes, you know, take all the precautions you need to to get better, specifically stay home. I mean, don't infect people with the flu. I mean, if I, if I'm going to go out somewhere and I know that people that are going to be in my party sitting across from me are going to have the, have a cold. I'm not going to get that close to them, okay? I don't, want, I don't want to catch a cold. I don't want to get sick. So you obviously take those precautions. But how do these mandates really, do they continue to make sense in light of what we're, we're dealing with here? And we do have a, another sound clip we want to get to. Uh, Dr. Rochelle uh, Walensky she is the head of the uh, Center of Disease Control. Now, this is about a nine-minute clip. I'm not going to uh, don't want to play the whole thing. I just want to play the first couple of minutes because I think her comments at the uh, at the beginning of this are uh, are are the most important. So this is uh, let me see here. Make sure I have that right. Yeah, uh, cut number two. This is uh, Dr. Rochelle Lewinsky, uh, Walensky, head of the CDC. Go ahead. Start with the change in the CDC guidance that cuts the isolation period in half if you're asymptomatic. So how did the CDC settle on five days for everyone? Good morning, Caitlin. Thanks for having me. So we looked at several areas of science here. First, the science of how much transmission happens in the period of time um, after you're infected. We know that the most amount of transmission occurs in those one to two days before you develop symptoms, those two to three days after you develop symptoms. And if you map that out, those five days account for somewhere between 85 to 90 percent of all transmission that occurs. So we really wanted to make sure that during those first five days, you were spent in isolation. That's when most of it occurs. And then there is, of course, this tail end, um, a period of time in those last five days, which were, which where we're asking you to mask. But the other things that we were looking at is the epidemiology here. We are seeing and expecting even more cases of this Omicron variant. Many of those cases are mildly symptomatic, if not asymptomatic, and especially among those who are vaccinated and unvaccinated. And then finally, the behavioral science. What will people actually do when people need to get back to work? What is it that they will actually do? And if we can get them to isolate, we do want to make sure that they're isolating in those first five days when they're maximally infectious. Okay, so from- we'll stop right there. So just listening to that, and, and she would go on to say that uh, regarding these isolation and quarantine times, it was based on the anticipation of a large number of cases and how that might impact societal function. So now all of a sudden, they're concerned about how this is impacting society. And why they're reducing it from 10 to 5 days. Now, again, the initial uh, the initial inclination was, well, you know, 
we've been uh, we've been saying that ten days is way too much. Ten days is way way too much. I mean, it, you you can't completely shut down society. This is having adverse impact on people's mental health, particularly young people and 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 the kids that are having to do distance learning via Zoom. It's just a, it's just adverse impacts. And again, the prevailing sentiment is, well, this is a more uh, contagious strain of covid and now that so many of your fellow elitists are getting it now all of a sudden you want to reduce the isolation level from 10 to 5 days well okay you i i guess you could take that particular mindset but the fact of the matter is and Josh Kroshar of uh of National Journal I think said it best via Twitter uh, the guidance wouldn't be possible if omicron was causing more severe cases or posing a more serious risk profile so public health officials afraid to explicitly uh, state the obvious subtext here. Because there's no way they would risk cutting the isolation period in half if this was going to wreak havoc like it did previously, before there was even a vaccine. Again, you know, when hospitalizations and ICU usage and whatnot were at very dangerous levels. Okay, when there was no protection against covid now there there is some, and I think what was the number I saw? Close sixty five percent of adults in the country are fully fully vaccinated. So, you know that definitely has been something that's been helpful. So yeah, the CDC is definitely starting to see the light on a lot of these issues that are being raised here. It's like you can't shut down society, you can't you know shut down the economy. There's this is going to be damage that lasts a long time. I mean, all of these uh, different COVID relief packages, I think there were two passed during the Trump administration and another one passed during the Biden administration. Okay. We're, we're just now starting to feel the effects of what was passed during the Trump administration and now coming behind that with, uh, with the Biden administration. So uh, that's still going, going to be deeply impacted. And then Forget the financial aspect. Again, the mental health aspect of our young people and the potentially irreversible damage that's done to kids. I hope and pray that that's not the case. We'll have a lot more to say about that coming up in another segment. 651-289-4488. That is the number to call. Brad Carlson, The Closer, coming back with another segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere. Okay, we are running a car drive right now to help veterans all across America. So if you have an old car, truck, or van, even a motorcycle or an RV sitting around, you can right now give it away and help the vets. They really need your help. And your car will help support the vets and their families. And guess what? You even get a tax donation. Plus, we'll even come and pick up your car for free. And all you've got to do is pick up your phone right now and make a free call. Now is the perfect time to do something good for the vets. Give back to the vets right now for all they've done for this country. And your old car can really help them. So call the Veterans Car Donation Program right now for free pickup of your vehicle. Help the vets and help your taxes at the same time. Call right now. 800-884-9018. 800-884-9018. That's 800-884-9018. I'm sure glad you're my sister, Addie. Yep, you're my best buddy. Mom says you were their little surprise. What would we do without you? Well, you'll probably get your own gum. Yeah, that's true, but you're worth it. 
Hello, my name is Carrie. I work with Pro-Life Across America, the Billboard people. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of alternatives to abortion or needs post-abortion assistance or would like to support the life-saving work of Pro-Life Across America, please call 1-800-366-7773 or check us out online at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Pro-Life Across America, educational, non-political, and tax-deductible. A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception. I'm Staff Sergeant Mark Anthony I'm Madrid. Staff Sergeant Samantha Cowell. I'm Staff Sergeant I'm Alex Staff Stevens. Sergeant William Lewis, and I am proud to defend my family and our nation. The Air Force Reserve is part of the story of this great nation. I'm grateful that I have a chance to wear the uniform of the heroes that went before me. I'm proud to be part of a team that helps make a difference in the world. Every day, men and women from communities across this nation serve as reserve citizen airmen. Even as technology evolves and changes, our commitment to defend and protect this nation remains steadfast. We celebrate those who have served and those who are proudly serving. We celebrate our proud history and look towards an exciting and uniting future. Our mission is to fly, fight, and win in air, space, and cyberspace. And I am proud to be a member and of... And I'm proud to serve in the United and States. And I am proud to protect our country. Proud to serve in the U.S. Air Force Reserve. AFreserve.com Hey, welcome back. AM 12, the Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. With me, Brad Carlson. Thanks always for tuning in. Here to take your call, 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show for any comments or questions. And thanks uh, to Vincent. Vincent says, Merry Christmas. Uh, Merry Christmas, uh, Vincent or Meili Kalikimaka, as they say in Hawaii. Vincent always greets us with aloha, so I figure maybe he has an affinity for Hawaii. Who's to say? Uh, and on a day like this, how could you not? I mean, <laughs> have we gotten above zero yet? I don't know, but... Uh, uh, we were double digits below zero when I was on my way down here, and whew, boy, that was uh, that was absolutely brutal. So I think uh, we're officially at, yeah, we're at one degree according to my uh, thermometer on my phone. So uh, we got that going for us, which is nice. And uh, Carol says that she can't wait for a Republican president because that means goodbye Fauci. Well, we've got a lot of work to do, Carol, before 2024. That is for certain. So uh, we can uh, hope that that happens. But I have a feeling Dr. Fauci may... Uh, launch a preemptive strike and retire before that who's to say but uh hey speaking of dr fauci yeah we've got a a buffet of sound clips that we've been uh, playing thus far we've played let's see cuts number one and two when it this is the uh issue with um uh having uh, a lot of these stats and these health experts share these fancy graphs and whatnot about what's going on with covid and what they're really starting to emphasize about how dangerous this is for kids. And the previous strains of COVID, statistics have shown that kids unvaccinated are at less risk than adults who are fully vaccinated. So what we were doing to our kids uh, was an absolute disgrace, and I think it's going to have, uh, you know, have issues going forward. So I do want to uh, play this particular clip here real quick. Uh, Speaking of Dr. Fauci, here it is, uh, cut number three. And again, 
I know we pig pile on Dr. Fauci a lot on the show, and he's definitely uh, deserves a lot of the criticism that he receives. But here, he offers a clarification over the panic of, oh my gosh, this Omicron variant is so contagious that a lot of kids are winding up in the hospital getting COVID. We may have to shut down schools again, which I can tell you right now, my wife is an, is an educator, and that is the absolute wrong tactic to take. And a lot of parents don't want to see their kids have to endure another year of distance learning, that's for sure. So cut number three, uh, Dr. Anthony Fauci. But the other important thing is that if you look at the children who are hospitalized, many of them are hospitalized with COVID as opposed to because of COVID. And what we mean by that, if a child goes in the hospital, they automatically get tested for COVID and they get counted as a COVID hospitalized individual. When in fact, they may go in for a broken leg or appendicitis or something like that. So it's overcounting the number of children who are, quote, hospitalized with COVID as opposed to because of COVID. Okay, so that's a pretty stunning admission. And I think there was motivation behind that initially. And so much so that Dr. Fauci had to come out and issue this clarification But now, when health officials are being called on this, uh, they're having to come out and admit what people have suspected all along. So, cut number four, this is uh, New York Health Commissioner Mary Bassett talking about the numbers uh, regarding pediatric admissions. So, cut number four. Uh, And uh, the numbers that we gave on pediatric admissions weren't intended to make it seem that children were having... um, you know, having a, uh, uh, an epidemic of infection. These were small numbers that we reported in our health alert. Uh, there, that was based on 50 hospitalizations, and I've now given you some larger numbers, but they're still uh, small numbers. It really is to motivate pediatricians and families to seek the protection of vaccination. Uh, so that's what you'd call saying the quiet part out loud? Yeah, we were kind of maybe overinflating these numbers a little bit because we really, 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 really want you to get your kids vaccinated. And if we kind of give you the appearance of an emergency, of a crisis among children, you know, fear is a great motivator. That might motivate you to get your kids vaccinated. That's basically what she's saying. That's how I heard it. And then you hear Dr. Fauci saying, Coming out and making that clarification, well, yeah, I mean, you were showing a lot of kids that are in the hospital with COVID, but they're not necessarily there because they have COVID. They may be there for another ailment, but they're they're automatically getting tested for COVID just as a precaution. It's like, oh, look here, they have COVID, but they don't even realize because the symptoms are, are so mild. But having said all that, what we are learning is because this is not as... Uh, harmful on the lung area this particular strain of covid that's actually beneficial to adults but because it's more of an adverse impact in the bronchial area that's where kids are especially susceptible so i don't mean to diminish the fact that this isn't uh, harmful to kids or potentially dangerous to kids at all it's not what i'm saying but the fact that you're using these tactics to kind of gin up a crisis to make it seem worse than it is in order to uh, use fear 
for these parents to act, I think, is uh, is pretty despicable. Uh, we do have on line one, Mark. He wants to weigh in on this uh, discussion. Is Mark still with us? Mark, go ahead. You're on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Brad, first of all, Happy New Year. Um, out with the older, and with the new year, something stay the same. I just had a call when you mentioned Chris Hayes. Here, uh, here's a guy that uh, uh, we've had a wide open border for a couple years. I watch it so once in a while. I like to watch what the enemy's doing. Sure. Never once has commented on immigration illegals coming over the border, probably in the millions now. Not once has he commented about that. But he has been the number one protagonist about lock, had, and his guests about keeping the country shut down and locked down. Sure. So what happens? And if I could just go back real quick. Uh, several months ago, you had a use of force expert on after the Alex, Alec Baldwin case. And, and you mentioned, and I respect that, we shouldn't go heap on Alec Baldwin. I disagreed with you because the guy, every chance he got, he would go on his Twitter and go after a cop or, or a citizen who justifiably shot someone and would comment, how is it like to kill someone? Well, your use of force expert disagreed with you at that time. And I kind of agree with the use of force. Said, no, we, we got to nail Alex Baldwin. But as far as Chris Hayes, Here's a guy who looks at the ex-polling from Virginia, the top three things, children out of school, lockdowns, blah, 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 blah. He's a political hack. He goes, I think I'm going to change my tune now. I don't give him one ounce of credit, Brad. That's fine. Sorry, and that's why I'm calling, and and I'll hang up and listen. Oh, no, Mark, I understand 100% where you're coming from. And, yeah, look, Chris Hayes is wrong more than he's right, I'll say this. But uh, the way he laid it out, facts are, is that – the previous strains of the virus were much more deadly, and you were much more likely to wind up in the hospital than with this particular strain. I mean, that much is a fact. And then for him to come out and point out we don't reorient our lives around the flu. Well, this Omicron is genuinely more like the flu, particularly with the symptoms, whereas Delta, the Delta variant, was was much more severe. That's where he's coming from. I don't pretend to know what he's thinking. And, again, because he's a political hack, He's not going to get the benefit of the doubt, and that's fine, Mark. You don't have to give it to him. Uh, but I just happen to think that whether that's his motivation or not for conveying this, whether it's politically motivated or not, uh, the fact is I think that he is more on the mark. However, there are still plenty of leftists out there who you know kind of take the tactic that uh, when, it, when all you have is a hammer, everything looks like a nail. And they still want to take the same draconian approaches to COVID, particularly with this strain, even though it has been scientifically proven to be less deadly, less severe, even though it is more contagious. So, I mean, you've got the mayor of uh, Washington, D.C., Muriel Bowser, still coming out and saying, well, well, kids come back from a holiday break. We may need to uh, do distance learning for a time. Okay. So those are the people that I think we should really focus our ire on, those who want to keep the perpetual lockdowns going, you know, the the perpetual distance learning and the untold damage that that's going to do to kids. And uh, that's a good segue here. Uh, Jan Crawford of CBS News, uh, again, kudos to her. Most of these uh, journalist correspondents are left of center. I don't know Jan Crawford's politics at all, but uh, she definitely lays out the issue when it comes to kids and you know the thing that frustrated me particularly during this distance learning is because look initially i understood we didn't know what we were dealing with we were seeing the horror stories italy was one of the biggest hot spots initially with the pandemic and we were seeing what was going on over there and it was horrifying 
And so, yeah, I there were a good number of people said, okay, yeah, we better hang back for a little bit. You remember the old 15 days to slow the spread? It's now turned into like 600 and some, okay? But back then, it was, it, it was very appropriate. But as this went on and it proved that lockdowns didn't necessarily work, we need to, we need to change our approach. Well, the approach wasn't changed in certain states, and kids were suffering and parents were giving testimonials of how bad their kids were suffering, and they weren't given a lot of sympathy, particularly by the head of the National Education Association, that Randy Weingarten. Go back and look at some of the things that she was talking about. She's sheer gaslighting now. So, oh, we, we were trying to get these kids back in school when she was the biggest advocate for lockdowns or was. So I digress. But the thing that frustrated me was when these testimonials were coming out these stories were coming out from parents they were just kind of they were kind of dismissed ah oh, kids are resilient kids will be fine they're 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 resilient they'll bounce back well you know what not a lot of them have and we're only beginning to see the adverse impact this has so again to get back to the sound clip uh cut number five jan crawford of cbs news well i want to get to underreported stories uh as well jan Oh, I, for me, I mean, I, my kids hear me rant about this every day, so I may as well tell you guys. It's, it's the crushing impact that our COVID policies have had on young kids and children. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- by far, you know, the least serious risk for serious illness. Uh, but, I mean, even teenagers, you know, a healthy teenager has a one in a million chance of getting and, di- and dying from COVID, which is way lower than you know, dying in a car wreck on a road trip. Uh, but they have suffered and sacrificed the most, especially kids in underrepresented, at-risk communities. And now we have the Surgeon General saying there's a mental health crisis mm-hmm. among our kids. Uh, the risk of suicide, girl, suicide attempts among girls now up 51% this year. Uh, black kids uh, nearly twice as likely as, as white kids to die by suicide. I mean, school closures, lockdowns, cancellation of sports. You couldn't even go on a playground in the D.C. area uh, without cops scurrying, uh, getting, shooing the kids off. Tremendous wow. negative impact on kids. And it's been an afterthought. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's hurt their dreams, their future, learning loss, risk of abuse, their mental health. And now with our knowledge, our vaccines, uh, if our policies don't reflect a more measured and reasonable approach for our children, mm-hmm. they will be paying for our generation's decisions uh, the rest of their lives. And that, to me, is the greatest underreported story of the past year. Amen. Amen. And I'm glad someone with a platform uh, like Jan, uh, Jan had with um, Jan Crawford, CBS News. This was on uh, Face the Nation last week. And I think, and this was uh, this po- clip was posted after the fact, so I didn't, and I wasn't on the air last week, so I wanted to get to it now. Yeah, that 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 that's it in a nutshell. I mean, we have got to really start balancing these protocols, and a lot of these protocols are implementing, particularly now, just don't make a lot of sense. And we're still dealing with a with a supply chain issue, despite. You know, these members of the White House going around saying, well, I walked through a store today and by golly, everything I wanted to buy was available. Yeah, because uh, people who work at that highest level of government, you know, they can they certainly have the problems of uh, us regular folks. okay, that uh, have to uh, work to earn a paycheck. So, uh, yeah, kudos to uh, Jan Crawford and that very well stated. Tell you what, we need to uh, take a break here quick. 
And we'll come back with one final segment this hour. And again, still available to take your phone calls at 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Again, Brad Carlson, The Closer, coming back with one final segment this hour. Go nowhere. American woman gonna mess your mind. American woman, she gonna mess your mind. AM twelve eighty, the Patriot. Salmon fishing in Alaska at an amusement park in Green Bay, or taking a stroll through Loring Park. We're where you are. Stream AM twelve eighty, the Patriot at Odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Join Gene Sullivan each week on Where You Live, where he takes on... Uh, Gene, who do you take on anyway? Maniacal landlords, slippery renters, overbearing HOA boards, demanding homeowners. Oh, and the legislative lunacy brought on by local politicians wanting to fix everything for us. It's a common sense perspective on the news and stories that affect you the most right where you live. Join Gene Sullivan every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. on AM 1280, The Patriot. Warning. Warning, warning. Once you taste the Rack Shack's Patriot Burger, other burgers will never measure up. Hey, I'm Nick Anderson, General Manager of AM1280 The Patriot, and we've partnered with my friend Keith Hitner Sr. from the Rack Shack Barbecue to create a burger worthy of the Patriot name. It's a half-pound burger that's red, white, and blue through and through. American cheese on top, and the American flag proudly waves over the bun. The Patriot Burger comes with your choice of any of our delectable sides, like our famous hand-cut fries, all just for $12.80. Best burger in town as far as I'm concerned, and it's $12.80 anytime, any day. Ride today at the Rack Shack Barbecue at the Cedar Cliff Center at Nichols and Cliff in Egan. Be careful. Once you try a Patriot Burger, you may never go back to a regular burger. That's the Rack Shack Barbecue at RackShackBarbecue.com. Get that Rack Shack attack. Rack Shack Barbecue. With the vast majority of media today leaning hard left, it can be tricky to find news that actually shares, let alone defends, a conservative viewpoint. Hotair.com provides analysis and commentary from conservative writers like Ed Morrissey. Hotair.com. I'm Staff Sergeant Mark Anthony Madrid. I'm Staff Sergeant Smith Akali. I'm Staff Sergeant Alex I'm Staff Sergeant William Lewis, and I am proud to defend my family and our nation. The Air Force Reserve is part of the story of this great nation. I'm grateful that I have a chance to wear the uniform of the heroes that went before me. I'm proud to be part of a team that helps make a difference in the world. Every day, men and women from communities across this nation serve as reserve citizen airmen. Even as technology evolves and changes, our commitment to defend and protect this nation remains steadfast. We celebrate those who have served and those who are proudly serving. We celebrate our proud history and look towards an exciting and uniting future. Our mission is to fly, fight, and win in air, space, and cyberspace. And I am proud to be a member and of And I'm you. proud to serve in the United and States. And I am Air proud to protect our country. Proud to serve in the U.S. Air Force Reserve. AFreserve.com. Welcome back. AM 1280. Northern Alliance Radio Network. Rooms to let 50 cents. It's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks for tuning in. No pool, no pets. No, uh, got one got final no segment. 
651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also wait via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. And I've been remiss in not mentioning we do have the live stream up and going at our Facebook page. So go to the uh, go to Facebook.com, do a search for the Northern Alliance Radio Network, and you can find us there. So I want to at least uh, acknowledge Gary from War Road. He's checking in, says hello. Well, hello yourself, Gary. Where I have a feeling it's probably a little colder up in War Road than it is here. <laughs> it's one degree and sunny here, uh, which I'm sure Gary, given where he is, would probably take that at this point. And uh, Bernadette, thank you, Bernadette. She's asking if I'm freezing in the bunker. Thankfully, no. Uh, we do have the uh, heater going, and I always like to joke we're pretty close to the Earth's core way down here, so uh, we're doing good, but uh, staying nice and warm. And Bernadette says she's also living in Arizona, but she still listens and follows in our Well, we appreciate that very much. Uh, we are very blessed and very fortunate to have listeners from all over the country that are checking in. Uh, yeah, we've got uh, gentleman Matthew who checks in regularly. He's uh, down in Southern California. Uh, has been a great supporter of this uh, this broadcast. Uh, Bernadette, like I said, mentioning she's from Arizona, and we've we've had uh, folks uh, even from I seem to remember. I wish I could remember the gentleman's name uh, where he was checking in from some uh, somewhere in Europe, one of the European countries, uh, some time ago. So we're very blessed again to have people always uh, checking in, and that is the uh, magic of the internet, where you can stay in contact uh, with the Northern Alliance Radio Network online, and we appreciate it. So, uh, again, we spent the hour talking about the about COVID raging on. Uh, I am not a medical person, not a scientist by any stretch of the imagination, but the way this is being portrayed, this Omicron strain, whereas if most everybody gets it, whether you're vaccinated or not, the only difference is if you're fully vaccinated, you know, the uh, symptoms are going to be even milder and you're definitely not going to have to be subject to hospitalization, could it be we're finally you know, reaching the end of this? I don't know. I mean, I'm, again, no medical expert, not, not a scientist, and I don't think anybody wants to take an overly cautious tone because if all of a sudden we have another dip, that could be pretty devastating. And it could, and, and people, I think, are getting to the end of this, particularly, I mean, Someone mentioned the other day, and I wish I could find the tweet. I couldn't find it, but it's kind of moved from a situation where uh, people were anti-vaxxed to now where people were coming around getting vaccinated and doing all of that and saying, okay, that's it. I'm fully vaccinated. No more of this. I'm moving on with life. That's that's kind of the, the approach I took. I mean, I, you know, and again, it, I, I'm, I, I kind of sound like a little bit of a fraud, when I ding the people who were saying, well, we're all in this together. And my response was always, well, yeah, it's easy for someone like yourself to say, because, you know, you've got particularly those in government, they've got those secure government jobs. They're going to continue to get a paycheck. They aren't risking anything, any ham fisted mandates to hand down for the rest of us, you know, no matter the adverse effects that it's going to have on us, they're not necessarily going to see it. So, you know, to that, but, my thing is, I was in that position where I was fortunate to have a job where I could be at home. You know, at the height of the pandemic, I could be working from my home office. And it was beneficial from that standpoint. I was still able, able to keep a full-time job. You know, and if anything, because neither my wife or I had commuting expenses, you know, because we were both able to work our jobs from home, 
we we actually came out slightly ahead financially because guess what? We don't have the wear and tear in our vehicles. We don't have to purchase gasoline. Heck, we were looking for reasons to, to get out. You know, the, that poor dog got walked three, four times a day. You know, or, or all these trips to the grocery store just to, you know, uh, figure out a figure out a way just to, to get out of the house. But once the vaccines came along uh, during the initial strain and it started to wane, and like I said, early summer, I think it was around June, July time frame, you had certain outlets weren't even reporting COVID numbers anymore because they were basically cratering. And there was a short window there where you felt like, this is it. Things are back to normal. We've put this in our rearview mirror. And then all of a sudden the Delta variant came along. And you started hearing about breakthrough cases. And it's like, oh, my God, are these vaccines not effective? Well, again, they, you know, as Carol was making the point, they aren't going to completely remove your risk from getting COVID. But we were learning more. And as we were securing the data, we realized, yeah, you may get have a breakthrough case. But overwhelmingly, statistically, it's not as severe. And now with Omicron, the most contagious strain and the symptoms are mild, basically like having a cold or a flu, then maybe we're at the end of this. So we'll definitely keep an eye upon it. Hour number one in the books. Hour number two coming back in mere moments. AM 1280, The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson, doing a year in review. The biggest stories in Minnesota. What are yours? Back in mere moments. Go nowhere. This is Sebastian Gorka, and I want to invite you to join me for a powerful travel opportunity that will likely become the highlight of your year. I'm headed to Israel in November 2022 for a 10-day Stand with Israel tour of the key sites and best places meant to give you an unprecedented view of a world you've likely only read or heard about. Together, we'll uncover key geopolitical insights as we unpack Israel's significance on the world stage. You'll return home empowered by the experience. If you've ever dreamt of visiting Israel, this is your opportunity. Come with me in 2022. For more information, call 855-565-5519 or book online at Stand with Israel Tour. Dot com 855-565-5519 or standwithisraeltour.com. Learn how thousands of smart homeowners are investing about a dollar to avoid expensive home repair bills. John, a former non-customer, said, My air conditioner broke and I had to spend $1,900 to fix it. Jeff, a customer, wrote, My air conditioner broke and I got a new one at no out-of-pocket cost. Mary, a former non-customer, wrote, my heating system stopped running. I had to spend $3,000 to get a new one. Lisa, a customer, wrote, My heater stopped working. I got it fixed at no out-of-pocket cost. For about $1 a day, you can have all the major appliances and systems in your home guaranteed fixed or replaced with HSC's home warranty coverage. Call now, and the first month is free. If the lines are busy, please call back. 800-824-3853. 800-824-3853. Three eight five three. That's eight hundred eight two four three eight five three. Eight hundred eight two four three eight five three. Have you recently received a quote for an exterior home improvement project that was so high it made you seriously consider selling the house instead? In today's market, it's more important than ever to get multiple bids to make sure you're getting the best possible prices on any investment in your home. 
I'm Ryan with my three quotes. Not only can I provide you the most competitive bids in the Twin Cities for free, but I can guarantee it will be the quickest and easiest way to get them. Whether you need siding, roofing, or windows, I will personally come to your house for a short meeting so we can determine which name brands make the most sense for you and your house. And I'm all about multiple options, so you can have a variety of price points to choose from. A few days later, you'll receive an email from me with the bids attached. I've done the homework on brands and contractors, so you don't have to. It's that simple. No salespeople, no pressure, and no obligation to buy. To set up one short meeting with me, visit GetMy3Quotes.com. That's the number three, GetMy3Quotes.com. AM 1280, The Patriot, is WWT.